Welcome back here to Lawler Arena on the campus of Merrimack College. The Warriors ranked fifth in the nation in the polls this week. Trailing Union ranked 11th in one poll and 12th in the other. The score is 2-1. to one. Excuse me. 2-1 to one at the end of two periods of play. Mike McMahon from themacreport.com and also Eagle Tribune joins us for this intermission. And Mike, we were just talking off the air. 2-1 to one Union at the end of two and the Warriors are pretty fortunate that it's not more than that. Yeah, you know, like has been the case the second half here of the first half of the season. I think if you don't have Joe Kanata or Net, uh, this is probably a, a 4 or 5 to 1 game right now, especially in the power play. Union's been buzzing and uh, getting a lot of pucks in the net. And at the other end, I think Merrimack has one shot on four power plays. So uh, definitely it's been a, uh, a continuation of a, of a trend that's been troubling if you're a Merrimack fan. I think the second half of the first half of the season here, uh, we're right around those Providence games, things have tended to slow down in terms of what they've been able to do offensively, and that, and that has continued here. Uh, the play where Joe Canada got hurt at about 5.33 to go in the period. I know you, you, you were just talking off the air. You talked with somebody who had a chance to see the replay, and, and what did they report? Uh, I, I actually saw the replay. Oh, you did? Yeah. You saw it. Yeah, I've got a sling box at home, so I've got the TV feed up on my computer. and uh, it, it looked like he caught a skate in the ice going side to side. That's what I, I thought it looked like. didn't look like he made any contact with any players at all. That was the first thing I looked for. Uh, so, you know, it's all speculation at this point, but uh, when you see that happen, and his legs get a little twisted up. Uh, you think groin, hamstring, you know, maybe a knee or something like that. Uh, he definitely was down there for a while, so I mean, he was definitely hurting. I was actually a little surprised that he stayed in. I saw Murata warming up in front of the bench. I thought we were going to see him come in there. Yeah, there was traffic there. Of course, a scoring chance right before that, and I wondered, well, I mean, I think there was some contact, but but not apparently the contact that led to uh, what looked like the injury. I was just, it was kind of hard to uh, to determine what happened there. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and live, I didn't see it. Uh, you know, at, at you know, uh, live speed, looking at the looking at the play here without without replay, I wasn't sure what happened. So I, I immediately followed the video. And it, just, it looked like his legs got a little tangled. I don't know if the toe of his skate got caught in the crease somewhere in the ice, but it just looked like his legs got tangled. Well, one of the big edges for Union tonight has been on the special teams. And uh, well, first of all, let's talk about the Union power play. Uh, Twelve shots unofficially, I believe, at this point. That's uh, more than half of their shots for the game. Two goals. That's the difference in the game right now, including the five-on-three. I, I know the Warriors shot themselves in the foot with uh, penalties back in the first period, but still, uh, they've done such a terrific job, I think, moving the puck and finding the seams. Uh, Merrimack has tried to do a better job of closing those as the game's gone along, but uh, you know, at least earlier in the game, uh, Union seemed able to move the puck at will. Yeah, it seemed like those first couple of bar plays that Merrimack was trying to pressure the guys at the points and uh, trying to put some puck pressure on the penalty kill. The last couple of bar plays, I think you've seen them pack it in a little bit, I think just to, to try to take those lanes away. Uh, but like I said, Newton does a very good job moving the puck around. I think it, it opens up the defense a little bit when they were trying to pressure. It opens up those seams and moving the puck around so much. It also makes your penalty killers tired having to move around so much, and, you know, up and down trying to block shots. So uh, their puck movement, I think, creates the opportunities for the amount of chances that they've had uh, in there. About 50% of their chances here in this game have come to the power play in terms of shots and most of the scoring chances as well. We knew coming in that they had a good power play, but they they continue to impress. Their, their power play has been tremendous. And then let's talk about the flip side. The Warrior power play has not been able to get anything going. I, I had them for no shots, and I guess you know you think you might have seen one. So either way, no shots are one and, and 0 for 4, and they've not been able to do very much at all. Uh, power play struggled for a while here now for the last several games. 
Yeah, and you know it's funny when you when you have struggles in the power play, especially at home, you hear a lot of fans yelling to shoot. Uh, I just don't think they've had many lanes to shoot at. You know, really, what are you going to do? You're going to shoot at somebody's shins? It's not really going to do much for you. And they haven't had a whole lot of room uh, against anybody. You know, especially tonight, I think Newton's done a good job doing a lot of things that Merrimack was doing better at the beginning of the year, getting in lanes and, and sort of stepping on that guy with the puck at the point and giving him no other option but to give it to his deep partner, or trying to get the puck down low on the boards. And, uh, from the, on Merrimack's power play, they just it, it looks a lot slower to me. Uh, it looks like they're definitely not obviously getting the chances they were getting earlier in the year. But even the puck movement, some player rotation, everything just everything seems to be slowed down from where it was you know, probably the first ten games of the year. I'm wondering what happened to the play with Mike Collins scored twice on that play against Northeastern where he got the puck off at, at the right circle and was able to look for some space, look for some traffic, and then get it right in on the goaltender where he didn't have a good look at it. Uh, we haven't seen that since then. No, you know, I think we've seen a lot of the play that they used to run with Acosta last year, too. The guy at the top of the left circle, they worked the puck around up top and try to get it to him for either a one-time or sort of catch, pause, and fire the wrister. At this point, it seems like everybody in the country yeah. knows that's coming. Yeah, and I thought especially, uh, you know, I think it was the Providence game, I think, is when the Providence game here is when I really noticed that they were just all over that play. Uh, and they've done it so much, I agree. I think, you know, you get to the point where these teams are starting to see enough video now where uh, that's been a big part of their power play for the last year and a half. Uh, they've tried to do some new things. I think it's just they're trying to find what that new thing is that's going to work because uh, it looks like they've been experimenting with some things and it's just a matter of finding what works at this point. But I agree. I think that play that Collins uh, scored twice on at Northeastern is one that uh, we haven't seen them try yet. You know, Maybe they'll try to do that here in the third or, or you know, down the road here. Well, we know that second half we're going to see more of this. Uh, I mean, the schedule, however it worked out, was kind of in their favor. And they got, you know, the three games against a Vermont team that's down, obviously. They caught Northeastern uh, three times at a time before the Huskies started to get going. Uh, they haven't faced Lowell yet, which is obviously tough. I know they had the two with Providence, but they still got three coming up with BC. Two more with BU, although it remains to be seen what's going to happen with BU. With their, they're reeling a bit now after the loss, losses the last week or so of Corey Trebizio and Charlie Coyle, but uh, I mean, you have to, what we're seeing Union tonight, this is the type of competition I think they're going to see more of night in and night out in the second half, and they, they got to find an answer for it. Absolutely, yeah. The schedule gets a lot tougher, especially, uh, like you say, with the league games they have coming up. Some of those teams are still struggling a little bit. I mean, I think UNH is still trying to find its way. Uh, BU, you know, who knows what's going to happen at BU with the loss of those players and just their, their whole situation that's going on there right now, but uh, you know, they got games with BC that are going to be big uh, they're luckily done with Northeastern, who I think has the longest winning streak in the country right now. But, uh, you know, they still got some teams that are going to play in the top in league. And, you know, UNH is struggling, but, I mean, they haven't been getting blown out. I mean, they're still a tough team to play. Uh, and BC is one of the best teams in the country, and they still have them three times, twice of which I think is, is on the road. If, if, I'm pretty sure twice, two of those games on the road. So uh, the schedule is going to get tougher, and they're going to have to find a way to, to get through the adversity here. All right, it's 2-1 to one Union here in the second intermission. Mike McMahon is our guest from TheMacReport.com and also Warrior Rinkrat, formerly known as Warrior Rinkrat, the blog formerly known as Warrior Rinkrat, as it were, and uh, also the Eagle Tribune. But uh, 
All right, let me ask you this question, Mike. Too early to talk about Kanata for Hobie Baker and, and what would have to happen for him to have a legitimate shot at it? Because goaltenders historically don't win the Hobie Baker award. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, you know, I, th- I think he's the best player on this team. I think he was their MVP last year. Uh, you know, anybody I talked to in the offseason. Costa was actually the, the MVP, but yeah. uh, but I agree. Uh, Kanata was outstanding last year. Yeah, and, and, you know, anybody that I talked to that said, oh, well, you know, what are they going to do without Costa? Everybody that I had conversations with, I said, well, you know, I still think they returned their best player. I think their best players in the end. I think he's continued to show that, especially lately when, they, when they've been struggling to score some goals. Uh, he's been the guy that's kept them in games. He's kept them in this game. Uh, you know, I, I didn't see the Colgate game live, but I, it seemed like uh, there were definitely large stretches of that game where Colgate had outplayed them, and again, uh, keeps them in the game. It's a 1-1 tie, so uh, he's been their best player, and if he continues to put up the numbers that he has, uh, save percentage somewhere around 930, 940, and it goes against under two, and if this team continues to win games, absolutely has to be considered, uh, and I think he'll be you know, one of those, I don't know if he'll be one of those top ten games, I think he should be, uh, but again, you know, we still have to see where it goes as he plays a tougher competition, I think that'll go in his favor too, if he's able to do the same things he's done earlier in the year when they start playing teams like Boston College, that's going to just make, a, make it even better case for Alright Mike, third period coming up here trailing 2-1 to one in a game in which you've been outplayed most of the way, your goaltender is one that's been keeping you in it uh, what, what can they do what, what do they have to do in this third period you know, I, I think they got to start with getting more bucks to the net. I think that, that Bates goal, the Sean Bates goal that made it 1-1 at the time, uh, was just a perfect example of just trying to get a puck up in there. I mean, I'm not even sure he got a good look at it. You know, the, the, the space that he created there, they haven't had that space all game. Absolutely, yeah. And, and it was just a case of him trying to get a puck on net because you never know what can happen. They've had a couple of goals like that recently as well. I think in that Vermont game, I don't recall who it was, uh, but somebody had a goal where they just sort of threw the puck at the net. And so I think it was Jeff Alecker along the boards. A puck's sort of coming out of the zone, and he just throws it on net to see what's going to happen. The puck ends up going in. You get a lot of goals like that when you're struggling to score. Those, those dirty goals that don't always look pretty, but they still count the same, and I think that's what they got to get back to, is just getting pucks in the net and, and trying to make things happen that way. Well, they're on the verge now of going four in their last five games of only scoring a single goal in a game. So if that holds up, then we know they're not going to win this one. Uh, to have a chance, they're going to have to change that. So we'll see what happens here. Mike McMahon, great to see you as always. Merry Christmas. Thanks, you too. That's Mike McMahon from the MacReport.com, and also the Eagle Tribune has been our guest here in the second intermission, the Warriors Trail Union by the score of 2-1. to one.